everybody, we are back for another week of good old-fashioned trash, geeky, fun stuff to talk about on the queer side with Megasheen. <laughs> what is going on, people? Right. I'm Nick. And I'm Victor, and I just dragged that all the way out. You surely did. I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yes, this is uh, another day, and we're here to tell you about all the stuff that's going on. It seems like stuff is dropping as late as we can get, because, you know, next week is Comic-Con. So I feel like right. we're about to get all the news before the con and during the con. So that's, we should be ready to go. How are you, Nick? Oh, I need a vacation. <laughs> I'm, like, so tired. <laughs> Me too. And, right? Like, I just need... And I had a whole week, week off last week. <laughs> oh, well, girl, you ain't got no excuse. I really don't. <laughs> I didn't have a week off. <laughs> so, uh, what was it? Sunday, I went to uh, a board meeting for the Imperial Court of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And... Did you wear a fur? Not, not Did I what? Did you wear a fur? No, I didn't wear it. In this heat... <laughs> Deal. I was fucking around to pass out and be at somebody's <laughs> hospital. So not only am I a board member, but I'm actually the new president oh, of oh, the right. organization. So <laughs> answer my ratchet laugh. So mm. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? I have been trying to play some more video games. Yeah. As imagine uh but i'm just like so burnt out on them mm-hmm. like i might take a a reprieve of video gaming mm-hmm. and catch up on some shows like uh i'm still behind on claws mm-hmm. um what else still behind or oh, still want to start some show some shows mm-hmm. there's a documentary that i found on hulu called kiki mm-hmm. about um like the ball culture in today's society. Yeah. It's basically like our, this day and age is Paris is burning. Mm-hmm. So I might uh, watch that. Um, other than that, that's really all that's been going on with me. Just trying to get through this fucking heat. Cause yeah. she is a bitch. Yeah, it was hot up here. Like it was like 113 unnecessary. I don't I was like, it, it was to a point, and maybe that's why I was tired, because I was off all last week. Um, but it got to a point, I was like, what's the point of going outside? So I was like, I, right. I, when I went outside one moment, I was like, you were lying to me. I was like, this is too much. I was like, I couldn't even do this. The car was hot. You, I had to park, literally park down in the basement, because, you know, I don't even like to, I don't even like to park in the structures. I like to park on the street. But uh-huh. I was like, we have to park in the structure, because I need all the shade I can get. I was like dying just walking to the car, walking back from Bath and Body Works. I was like, this is too much. So I stayed in. Uh, and like you, for some strange reason, I've been watching Golden Girls on the Hallmark channel. Um, as a <laughs> So I've been watching those and they are still funny and just really crafted well. Like it's funny that we don't have shows like that anymore. Yeah, uh-huh. that writing is really. The writers did the thing in that yeah. on those shows. I know because you you have the way they just come across and, you know, Dorothy just be given just be given the shade. <laughs> she honestly cannot stand Rose. I'm like, does she think she is such a dumbass? Well, in real life, there was um, Betty Wright. Betty Wright. Betty White said <laughs> <laughs> that she um, she wasn't always fond. That B. Arthur wasn't always fond of her. Um, and she doesn't know why. I saw an interview with that. And I was like, I didn't know that. She said they got a well, got got along really well. It was just sometimes she's like, girl. I said, maybe because, you know, maybe, who knows, maybe she was like her You character. probably just got fucking annoyed and yeah. you were on that last fucking nerve. Probably so. But that was interesting to hear about that. But I was like, yeah, I've been watching that show. And I'm like, oh, it's so it's still really good. Um, I'm also watching uh, My House, um, another another updated version of Paris is Burning because you see in the ball of culture, um, and you see how big it is. Like, and not only in D- in New York but in D.C. and and uh, 
Detroit, uh, which is interesting because Detroit has been popping up in a in a interesting way about where to move, and I haven't been. I never saw Detroit like that, but I never saw L.A. like that either. So it's interesting that, you know, Detroit has been popping up and all that good stuff. So that's 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 fascinating. Um, but all I've been doing is I was off last week. I've been preparing, dealing with this Kickstarter, learning a lot about doing Kickstarters. But, you know, meeting new fans and all that stuff, so that's been fun. Um, and also being prepared for Comic-Con, which is literally tomorrow it feels like um getting ready trying to i haven't bought i haven't decided if i'm driving or taking the train i need to make a decision soon um and try to make sure i mean the money is right it's just i had a okay so this saturday i i like to take ride i like to take rides around the city and i was just riding around minding my own business and all of a sudden i just hear all this bumping and jumping in my car and my tire was flat so I went in, think I need to put more air in the tire because it's always been giving me problems. Uh-huh. And it wasn't, no air was going in it. I was like, oh my God. So I called roadside assistance, found out I do not have roadside assistance. <laughs> <laughs> but they gave it to me anyway. I guess that was like, you know, you know your insurance is like, well, you know, we go, you don't have it, but we're a good insurance company. So we'll, we'll still help you out come out there and the guy so I'm thinking he's gonna change the tire you know I said he's gonna change my tire because I don't I'm lazy I don't wanna do it so he comes out there mind you this is around 11 at night <laughs> so I'm lucky I'm next to a gas station and there's plenty of life going on I'm on, I'm on um, Melrose so Melrose it's, it's a busy area and it never sleeps so it's, it was cool um, he, you know, checks the tire, looks up at it, finds out, um, that he said, um, you know, your tire is ripped. I was like, ripped? So oh, he, he took it off and when he showed me that, I put it on Instagram. When he showed me that tire, I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is ripped. And I was, you know, when you think about a tire blowing out, he said, your tire blew out. I was like, it did? Because it didn't feel like it. I guess because I'm always thinking when your tire blow out, you start swerving and everything. I said, like, that didn't even happen at all. It just started, it just started, you, you just heard louder noises. Um, he said, nope, your tire blew out. And luckily we have here in Los Angeles, we have, you know, like a tire, like tire places that are open 24 yeah, hours. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it's funny. You know, you know, I don't know nothing about any cars. I'm, probably, I'm calling tire places. Right. Like, it's just... <laughs> so yeah, they come out there, you know, and it was it was nice because these were, and you know, and wonderfully these were very um, sexy Latino men coming out here, helping me, you know, a gentle Christian out here in the oh, night, girl. coming out here, <laughs> and they changed my tire. They because you I. You're supposed to go to them, but they can come to you. And it would have cost over two hundred dollars. They knocked me down a deal. It was like a one sixty. I didn't have to. What do you any- have to do for that deal? Well, though? see, I didn't have to do anything. You know, I didn't, I didn't have to like you know, do anything. But I well, that's another story. I uh-huh. if but you know if the question was was asked, you know, well it was three of them, two of them, the other one. He can learn. But anyway, the point is... Girl, okay. <laughs> All right. The other thing is they, they fixed the tire. And I was like, Lord, but that was $160. I'm like, Lord, I'm going to Comic-Con. I can't be, can't be taking this type of money out of my account. I'm trying to, you know, stay in a hotel across the street from the damn thing. And if y'all don't know about that, if you're staying across the street or if you're staying anywhere in the gas lab any area, you're paying... Up to four, sometimes six hundred a night. So you need six hundred a night. Some if you stay at the Hard Rock, because celebrities stay at the Hard Rock. So if you luck out and get in the Hard Rock, you paying some money. If you paying, if you stay in any of the ones next to it, you can it can get up to that much. And we're paying three something a night, and it's three of us in the room. So it's about a hundred, you know, a piece each of us. You know, a hundred a night for each of us. 
I'm only there for four nights, so I'm just like, well, you gonna get? I'll give you your four fifty. <laughs> that's how that's gonna go down. But um, yeah, so that's what's happening. You know, it it costs a lot. So I'll I'll do like for the past two years. Oh wow, look at us, two years. I've talked about Comic Con, so I'll I'll do that again. Do I explain how much money you need to have, what have you? But yeah, that's coming around the corner. I'm. Now on two panels, so I will be hosting my panel, which is black and queer, um, black and queer and and popular media, and then I will be in queer fear or fear queer, fear queer fear, yeah, talking about horror um, from a queer perspective. I'll be in that one as well, so I'm very excited. Um, you will see more. I'll post more about that, um, but I'll be in two panels, and yeah, that's that's what's going on with me. That's awesome. Yes. Very awesome. And then I can't wait to where Megasheen will be hosting their own panel up in Comic-Con. Because, you know, not many podcasts that we know do that at Comic-Con. I would like for us to be one of the first to do that at this Comic-Con, the Comic-Con. Right. So, I'm just saying. Well, let's hope so. Well, let's hope so. (laughs) Put that into the universe. Well, we just did, so yeah, we're gonna be doing that in the future. All right. Well, I guess we should get in this tea, because um, we just had some tea given to us, a new flavor within the past twenty minutes. <laughs> right. So, <coughs> I don't know who asked for it, but I'm gonna <laughs> need to know why. So, what was it? I'll say earlier this year, it was rumored that uh, Joaquin Phoenix was going to play uh, Joker mm-hmm. in a upcoming movie. Well, now it's official. <laughs> it came out earlier today that uh, the movie is a go, and Todd Phillips is directing and mm-hmm. co-wrote the script. And he went on record saying that it's going to be described as an exploration of a man disregarded by society that is not only a gritty character study, but also a broader cautionary tale. I'm like, okay. Bro. Isn't that Luke Cage? <laughs> I, mean, I, uh, I don't... I don't really give a damn. I love when they try to make characters a lot more than what they really are. Like, I, like the Joker has always been... A mystery, and I think many of us have enjoyed that about him. Now they're trying to give him an origin. I don't know if I. Yeah, you're right. Who asked for origin of the Joker? I mean, as a full movie, like a full movie right. of him. We gonna be here for like two hours for that. Ugh, I just <laughs> don't care. It's not needed. It's not needed. But what I did like was people already, you know, on the internet talking about, isn't Joaquin over 40? And I was like, did y'all forget that Jack Nicholson was in his 50s playing, <laughs> playing the Joker? Like, it's like, wow. And this then, like, all these, all these actors are not getting work in their, later in their career. Yeah, I'm like, are y'all that this generation are y'all that daft i'm like y'all not see the first batman movie well not well technically the second batman movie but i was like um jack nicholson was well up to age when he played the joker but okay <laughs> i was like okay uh-huh. yeah you're right who and they and, they, and we still got the other one uh, and a suicide right. squad too which this segues into the next story of now Birds of Prey, because that is coming, but that may be something different with Batgirl. <laughs> so, apparently, with this version, we may not even get um, Barbara Gordon um, as Batgirl. So, who's gonna be? Well, it can be Stephanie. Stephanie has been Batgirl. It can be. Um, I can't remember her name, but she was Death, and she was Batgirl at the time too. Um, it also could be another. It could be another one. We we're not sure what they're going to do, but the rumors are saying that we could have Batgirl, but it may not be Barbara Gordon. It could be someone else. Barbara Gordon could be Oracle, where and Oracle is went after her, 
um, incident with the Joker when he shot her, she was paralyzed. She became Oracle. She may be as Oracle. So we don't know what this would be like. Um, they are still working on a Batgirl movie still without Joss Whedon. So um, a lot of this is still up in the air. But as, I, as we've said before, a lot of this may be cleared up at Comic-Con because this would be DC's moment. DC has Hall H. They're going to be doing a lot of announcements. Um, so this may be all cleared up. We may know what's actually happening. But that's the rumor mill. Now, a part of me is thinking they're doing a lot of this, again, just to hype up the fact that Comic-Con is coming and they, they want you to talk about what's happening with them right now. Um, also, there, you know, I heard there may be a teaser of Aquaman coming out before Comic-Con just to entice more people, as well as something of Wonder Woman 84. So they're preparing us for whatever that's going to happen at Comic-Con, but I feel like a lot of this has a lot to do with that. Well, we can hope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Justice League was on HBO this weekend. And I looked at it again, and I was like, girl, really, though? And, and the funny thing was they showed Wonder Woman, and then they showed Justice League. So you saw the two, how different these two movies are. But then they shaded, but, you know, T, TNT shaded everybody and decided that on Sunday, even though they were still playing Justice League on HBO, they decided to do Justice League. Oh, no, uh, Civil War. So I watched, I was watching them back and forth, and the quality of Civil War over Justice League is... Look at the fight scenes. Just watch the fight scenes on both movies. And you can see the the difference is there. The difference is there. Not to say everything has to be the same, but... It, and the funny thing was Justice League was trending uh, over the weekend. So if y'all didn't see that on Twitter, it was, it was trending because it was on HBO. And I'm just saying, y'all, looking at that movie again... I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Way too much. Well, enough of that. Let's get into some Captain Marvel news. So, yeah, it was announced that Captain Marvel finished filming. Yes. So they go to, I guess, post-production. Mm-hmm. Which is good. I still don't know who uh, the woman that replaced... Oh my God, the Wanda. Yeah. I still don't know. Has her character been announced? Well, you know what? You know, let's just, let's, we're, we're going to find out right now. <laughs> we're gonna, because, I'm, right. I'm going to go on IMDb. No, I was on there, like, I feel like a week ago. Uh huh. And they still did not say who she was. So let me see. Why would Like, why? I really want to know. I hope she doesn't have, like, some little little ass part you know i hope she's a major part of the story and not some person that they bring in just to kill her off that's true because it's funny because they they have uh gemma chan they have her character listed Ju law's character listed but they're like annette bidding is not listed um that's interesting and that's like the biggest one lashana lynch nope Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm hopefully I'm hopeful for the, for the fact that um, the movie will be good. Yeah. We do know scrolls are in it because there's a scroll spy. <laughs> so that's what uh-huh. I do see. But the, but the interesting thing, if you look at the list, a lot of names are not. No, a lot of characters are not listed yet. Right. Hmm. So who knows how that's going to turn out, but that's very interesting. And I and I will say, um, you know, I do hope she's going to be Spectrum or or overall if she's Monica, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, why y'all keeping this a secret? Right, let us know. <laughs> yes, who is this black woman? All right, um, we also lost a legend in the comic world, Stephen Dick Dick. Dick Coe, ah, he died. 
And if you don't know about him, he's a, a huge pioneer in comics. The way they are, the way they look now has a lot to do with what he did. So, this was sad. Yeah, that was a, a, a big loss. And he's yeah. written, like you said, so many. Uh, he was the co-creator of Spider-Man and Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. So, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have these movies if it wasn't for him. Yeah wouldn't have these stories of everyone for him and he was 90 so he had was up there in age yeah lived a a full life a full life yeah you know it's hard to get up in the that age nowadays yeah but a legend was lost true and you know they say if you live doing what you love to do you live long so you know that's probably what it was (laughs) Right. He, he did what he loved to do. And like I said, he set the trend for what we see now in comics. So, you know, you know, rest in peace, rest in power. And, yeah. you know, thank you for all the stuff that you that you have given to us that has really inspired the writers and creators of many comics um, from then all the way up to now and probably beyond. So that was really neat. So that was, you know, it was good to know that he contributes so much to the overall genre. Um, right. But now as we move, we go back into some mess. Um, last two things are really messy, but that you know, let's just get into it. So, Alexandra Ship is back at it again. <laughs> now, the, this young lady it, just can't seem to win. I don't know who. Basically, what she did again, she went back on this whole colorism thing and talking about how. This role was still for her and how, you know, she shouldn't have to, you know, have to answer to a Crayola color or whatever she was saying. And I was like... Oh, yes. The, uh, okay, yeah, so she did a, uh, an article for, it was Glamour. Yeah. And, because some of this bullshit, <laughs> I was... I was upset about. Yeah. She said, I tweeted back at people, and this was talking about her initial um, run-in with people about her playing Storm. And she's like, I tweeted tweeted back at people who criticized me for not having dark enough skin for my role in an X-Men because we're not going to have this conversation about a cartoon character. You're not going to tell me that my skin color doesn't match a Crayola from 1970. So, okay. Full pause. This alluded to the fact that she was basically shitting on this cartoon as if it didn't mean anything to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, girl, if the character wasn't there, then you wouldn't have the opportunity to play it. Yeah. Your only then, big time role, really. Right. And then to reduce it down to like a Crayola color from 1970. It's like this whole, remember in school days <laughs> when it was the wannabes versus the jigaboos? Yeah. She's still thinking that she is uh, G5G. Yeah. That's what we want to be. <laughs> like, I don't understand in this day and age why her yellow ass is talking out the side of her mouth like this. I, I don't know, and I don't know why her management, like who... Agent, like they like yeah, they be like you need to be quiet because you're not gonna be. This is how you don't get roles, and this is how you don't. You need the people who want to see you in roles. It's getting to a point that we don't want to see you in stuff because you keep running your mouth, and she needs to quit talking because she also keeps talking as if she's gonna be coming over to Disney, and I and I don't know who's been talking to her, but she should know by now. Actually, all of them should know by now. You saw what they did to Spider-Man. They brought nobody over from <laughs> from the previous two Spider-Mans. They said, that was cute what you did, but we have a whole new storyline we want to do. What are you going to do with X-Men? It's uh-huh. gonna, and they're not going to do this right off the bat. This ain't starting next year. So they're going to take about a good, it may be a good five years before we start hearing things. So they're not bringing her over. They're just not. And... If anything, she can. She needs to play nice, 
and just realize that that's the issue. I don't understand why she doesn't understand that as an issue. Um, Amanda Stanberg, what's, what's her name? Amanda Stanberg. Uh, she yeah, did. Yeah. yeah. She sits there, put a statement out. Um, it would not be appropriate for me to be in Black Panther because of, because of what I look like and everything else. Right. It's just like, girl, it's bad enough that we have white folks saying what is black. <laughs> but for you to say, oh, the dark skin, a dark skin storm doesn't matter. Yeah. It's bullshit. So just just stop yeah and and you know i and i um because i remember someone said what if we played it from the egyptian side of you know what if she came from you know cairo i was like well she was in cairo at one point and i get what you're saying but at the same time that is not her story and that's not how we should go about doing this and also and, and i've said this before too she got that role because of lazy casting and people who who don't know and, and, and the lack of POCs in the room. That's where all that came from. If it was people of color in that room, somebody would have said, um, mm-mm, like, no. And I also remember when they announced who was, who was up for the role of Storm, Zendaya was one of the people who they right. had Right, it was like, like, what the fuck? And Zadaya was like, no, you will not be putting me in this movie. I guess, I feel like her people knew better. And maybe because, no shade to Alexandria, but, you know, Zendaya is a Disney girl. And those people were like, mm, we know, like, we know how this game is played. So, no, we don't want to ruin your career before you even get started. So, no. But the fact, but that should have been enough. I would never forget. I was, I forgot where I was when I saw the news that Zendaya was, you know, somebody was thinking of a story. And I was like, y'all are clearly missing the mark. Like, you are clearly missing the mark. Zendaya. No shade to Zendaya. How are you going to have a whole story about X-Men where their whole storyline is ripped from real life events, real mm-hmm. life racial events but have all these white folks in it. Yeah. Like, and then, we stop. So yeah, uh, she's still talking, but she still got dragged again. And I, and I really hope that if she gets new management or a good friend say, hey sis, this is why you're taking the L and you might want to stay off the internet for a while and just let this, let, let Dark Phoenix be your role. Um, but now there's see, but see now there's new drama because now they're saying that these movies are not coming out. Okay. Now I don't know if you heard that, but I was, but somebody laid out a good reason. They was like these movies are not coming out. Think about how they've moved these movies like several times, and if you notice, they move them as as much as we hear about the merger as it gets closer to being closed. You hear about them moving the moving uh, these movies like New Mutants. New Mutants was. Out of new movements. Yeah, we ain't heard anything about that. This X Men movie, we saw something and they did nothing else. Now they could shock us and do something at Comic Con, but right now it just seems like this is just a lot of talk, and nothing's gonna happen. Then the actress um, Sophie Turner, she, who plays Jean, said that she wants to be in the Avengers, and I was like, well, well, you know, she's. I will give her the benefit of the doubt. She's not a bad Jean Grey. It's just the writing yeah. for her yeah. did not make a bit of sense. Yeah. But she ain't gonna get it no. now. No, and I think it's, it's I, I, you know, I'm not a fan of that casting because I feel like that she's already big as Sansa. Like you have, she's playing a big character in pop culture already. It's hard to have two, she's playing two iconic characters. She's playing Sansa on Game of Thrones, and you ask her to play Jean Grey. It's going to be hard for fans to kind of re- to get into her because you're like, I see Sansa. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so it's like, how, I don't know who got into that casting. Again, lazy casting. Um, I feel like they should have picked someone who's not, because, you know, Chris Evans wasn't big when he got Captain America, and it worked for him. Yeah, like the only movie I remember seeing him in was Stellular with uh, Kim Basinger. <laughs> and that was a good, that was a good movie. I, did, I didn't see it. But I didn't. It was decent. Yeah, but he was like in some movies. I think I saw him in that, in Rush. Um, which kind of gave you, he was a, 
kind of a telekinetic in that. So I, I've seen him in that. And so, and I saw him in another, not another teen movie. Oh, uh, yeah, that is true, yeah. One of the few times you oh, can see his bare butt. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I think it's really interesting that, you know, they went, they done that, but I'm not sure if this movie is going to... I don't know. I'm I'm beginning to believe the the theories that these movies are not going to come out because well, the merger. I think is, I paid first. Yeah, because the merger is done. Disney has it now, so they probably like okay, that's cute. Or they may say you can release it. You know, Disney could be petty, be like you can do a limited release, <laughs> <laughs> or it could be well, VOD. Well, you know, all those contracts have to be signed, and true, you know. Depending on which movie was with which contract and with which director, you know, it's a lot of cross. I don't. It's a lot of stuff that you have to do in order to make this happen. And I don't even though, quote unquote, the deal is finished. Mm-hmm. You know, you still have to after the stuff. You know, the things that are in progress or. Yes, mergers suck and mergers are hard. Yeah. So we don't know how this is going to go down, um, but we do know Alexandria, you would not be coming back to Storm. That's all we do know. We, we know that for right. a fact. You're not coming back. If she know, if anybody knows Disney, Disney, they, they actually try to stick to things. So, oh. and, and then again, Black Panther... That should but that should have been her wake up call. Like after seeing how that went, she should know that she's not coming. They're like, girl, she they could have played the bad guy in Black Panther. <laughs> you know the woman that uh Killmonger killed his his old lady. Yeah. I mean oh. that would have been her fifteen well, minutes, well, and she, then that's about it. She can play some. She can play an assassin. Um, who knows? But anyway, you're not coming back, to Alexandria. Um, and last but not least. Drag race, uh, in, but not in the way we normally have done it. This is some new mess. So yes, so um, at a roast uh, here uh, the past few weeks or so, uh, All Stars winner Trixie Mattel had a joke that went along the lines that she was saying something about the dress that she wore, and she said it was cotton. She said, oh, yeah, Latrice picked it. And you could tell from the video that people weren't vibing with that joke at all. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh, what did you all forget to invite your black friends? And it's like, you can be funny. You could tell racial jokes in a certain manner. But in this instance, it just felt like a real dig, you know? Yeah. And you don't get to tell people, oh, it's just a rose, or, oh, you're too sensitive, because I saw a lot of that bullshit (laughs) online. And it's like, you white gays always do this when it comes to racial issues in the gay community. You're saying that, oh, we're too sensitive, oh, it doesn't really matter, uh... Anybody could say the N-word. I was like, you know, those type of shit <laughs> things that folks say. And I'm like, I'm over it. I really didn't think Trixie was that kind of funny anyway. Yeah. And I always kind of thought that she was this kind of girl. Yeah. Which is interesting because, you know, if it was, if Celia Banks would have said something, they'd be quick to jump down her throat. And... Uh-huh everything else but no this was me and this is their favorite but i did like the fact that twitter kind of you know struck back uh, about this and trixie has not apologized and, and says she will not apologize um which um, i think that's a bad move because you need to just say hey i understand that but has not and i feel like that's and don't give that half-assed apology. Yeah. I'm sorry that it hurt your feelings or, you know, I'm sorry that it made you feel a type of way. That type of bullshit-ass excuse. <laughs> just asking for problems. Just, I mean, just, just sit up here and just apologize. It won't hurt you to do that. 
I feel like they, people don't be thinking about their money good enough. Because I feel like that when you think about your money, you need to be careful because, yeah, you still might get booked places, but you may not get booked places because of that. And so right. it's a double-edged sword. So keep that in mind. Um, and that's a slave slavery. Anytime that you do a slavery choke and you're white, you should really think twice about that. Yes, it just it it's coming from a place of privilege, mm-hmm. and that type of it just it doesn't sit well at all. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, I guess that is pretty much it. Um, again, not a lot of crazy stuff, but it's still enough. <laughs> it's enough to, well, we got to deal with all that other shit, politi- oh, politically Lord, speaking, but let's not go into that because we don't have enough to drink. Oh, that's true. So we'll take a break <laughs> and we'll be right back. All right, we are back and our king size issue today is just how to get into comics. Uh, a lot of people are not like me who start reading comics when you're 10 <laughs> and you've been doing it ever since. Uh, you've been doing it 30 years. And so not everybody's done that. Some people are just now entering comics. So we're just going to kind of talk about how we enter comics and how, you know, if you're thinking of getting into it, you know, some ways that you can get into it without feeling overwhelmed by the storyline. Right. I know... For me, I didn't get into comics really until here recently. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, like, take for uh, X Men for example. I grew up on the cartoon. I never, I was familiar. I knew it was a comic, and I maybe looked at some of the comics once or twice, but I never actually kept up with the storylines throughout the comics. So, for me, it's intimidating going back to the X-Men, the old X-Men comics, because Mm -hmm. there's so much storylines and characters and all of this stuff that would be overwhelming. Um, So I I think I started with one of the newer X-Men's. Yeah. And then after that, I went back to um, God Loves, Man Kills. Mm -hmm. And I read that and then it just, it just came from there. Oh, well, how about you? Ooh, I remember when... So, when I... I was reading comics when I was really young and I kind of fell off. Uh, I got caught up in playing G.I. Joes and things. So, after that phase, I remember I got back in it when I was 14. And that's when I was reading Wonder Woman, mostly at the time. Um, and that was the time when she found out about her sister's... Um, the, the Banals and... Um, in Egypt and Africa, like those, she found about her other sisters. And I was really enjoying that um, particular storyline, but then I started getting into X-Men and I was really behind on that. So what I had to do was back in the days, they don't do that much anymore, but in, in the comics themselves, you can order back issues. So I would order a whole bunch of back issues with my McDonald's money <laughs> um, and just kind of order that or go to the local comic store um, and just start buying copies at that time. And, and I would pay attention to the, the comic over... It was a book called The Overstreet Comic Guy, Comic Book Guy. Huge book that kind of told you when things happened, like significant times, like the first time Storm appeared or the first time Rogue appeared, first time the second Cheetah appeared. I made notes of those particular ones and ordered those. Um just because I wanted to see what the big deal was about the ordering. You know, it was expensive, you know, because you were ordering comics that were, like when Dark Phoenix Saga was expensive, it's still expensive, um, but ordering them just to get into it. But when I got into it, it was fun to read, and we didn't have a lot of trades. So there wasn't a lot of um, trade novels or not a lot of graphic novels out at the time. There were a few, like the Dark Phoenix Saga had a graphic novel when I was in my teens, but not all of them have it the way we do now. So back then I had to do a lot of, you know, back ordering to do it. But now you have graphic novels. So if you wanted to know what happened in a particular era of the X-Men, like if you wanted to know what happened during the 80s, um, you can literally get the, the particular ones that showcase the 80s. Or if you were watching like 
um, the Netflix shows, and you want to know more about Luke Cage and Misty Knight, all of them, you can order the omnibuses versions of the of the stories, or you can get the books where it, it goes back in that period of time where you get to see Misty Knight and Colleen and all of them in action, or when they were calling themselves Daughters of the Dragon. You can look at those now just to have an idea of what happened during that time. And I think this is a very good time to get into comics because you can get the trade paperbacks easier than what you could back in the day. And I always say that if you want to start, um, think of a character that you really like and kind of Google what main stories happen and then make sure you can kind of look and see which trade that's in so you can get the trade and kind of read it from there. Yeah, that was a that's a good segue because I was going to ask you for the people who are um, kind of cautious of getting into comics, like take a character like Storm, for example, mm-hmm. what would be a good starting point for her storylines and origins? I would say, you know, you can go back um there are like for example there are master marvel master editions where you can get um certain x-men stories you can get it around um kind of the chris claremont when his beginning in the late 70s where storm um you know get more of the storm how she was kind of brought into the x-men and then the dark phoenix saga and then when she was made the leader after Cyclops left, that's a good time. Also the 80s, so if you want to kind of get into um, how the, From the Ashes, or I think it's called From the Ashes, is when we got the new Mohawk Storm. So it has a nice trade paperback of those stories um, when they went to Japan and they met Yuriko and Silver and Samurai when Storm decided to change her hair. But also you met Madeline Pryor. Madeline Pryor was introduced at that time as well, so you get to meet her. Um, and that's a good way to kind of get to know Storm a little bit as a character. Um, there's a few more um, trades that if you want to read that, you can learn more about when she lost her powers um, and what her journey was for her. You can do the trade, which is a lot cheaper, or you can order the comics. So I would say if you're going to really get into her, you do have to start from maybe 120 and go all the way through to 200 to get a good feel of her from that time. And then you can kind of pace through kind of the a little bit after that about which ones to get. But I would say that was a good chunk of me getting to know her as a character from those particular comics. Okay. So <laughs> I know because of technology, web comics, I mean, you're very familiar with web mm-hmm. comics because, you know, you obviously have strange lore. So, what's, how do I say this? Um, well, I guess, what's the advantage and disadvantage of having a webcomic versus, you know, like a paper comic? Um, advantage of a webcomic is you can kind of, you know, read it. You can read it on your phone if you want to, or you can read it on your iPad on your computer but if you're don't want to stare at a screen all the time I, I it's it's nice to have a physical copy i personally like to have a comic book in my hand i just like to hold a book um, i feel i have more control over it because it's not a part of my overall daily thing because think about it our phones are our daily things or right. ipads are our daily things so if everything is there you kind of feel like you're always in that one frame of mind with having a physical book, it's easy to be like, I can put the phone down, I can pick up this book, and I'm in something totally different. My attention is right. mostly here. I'm not tempted to go, like, let me look on Facebook while I'm reading this. Or, you know, turn, you know, flip it off to flip this on. You can kind of focus more on that book. Um, and I still have a lot of my graphic novels, and I still have all my comics. So it's like, I'll, it's that feeling of when you also, when you open up the comic, you think about when you bought it. Like, you know, having a comic that you bought when you were, like, having a comic that I bought when I was 15 is weird to me. Because <laughs> it's like, I remember when I bought it, you know, you read, go to the pages, like, oh my God, I can see my thumbprint, you know, when I was sweaty when I was reading this on the curb, you know, hanging out with my friends. Like, you, it's, or the smells, you still have the smells of those books, you know, there. So I... I like that. I like that I can open my box and like, here's a comic I bought when I was 15 or when I was 20 
or when I was 21. Or you can look at it when a significant time the storyline was happening was things happening with you. So I like that sometimes those books transcend you back to that type of um, or um, not or but the awareness of where you were at the time that you were reading comics or when you bought that comic. Um, like the death of Superman, I still have one of those. I bought two. Now I didn't buy it. The 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 quick story. I was stupid. I didn't buy it when it came out. I was like, I'll get it. I'll go back and get it. My roommate at the time, Kelly, he got it. And then literally the next day, it was sold out. And not sold out, but sold out. <laughs> like we went, I went to Paducah. I went to Fulton. Oh, damn, girl. A whole went to Hickman, Kentucky. Could not find this anywhere. I was mad. And I was driving. And these are places in Kentucky. Because there was none in Union City. There was none in Martin, Tennessee. None in Paris. They didn't have a comic book store in Paris. I had to go to some gas station. So it, I, that was a moment. I remember that moment of like not having that comic. But I also remember when Captain America died, and literally, you know, you know, lying in, you know, r- one running to Barnes Noble. They were out, and had to like cancel a meeting, at work to go to Chandler, Arizona. To get it, I was in Arizona at the time. I had to go to Chandler, Arizona, to their mall because in the mall they had a comic store to get it. <laughs> and so that's what I'm saying. It it's nice to have these comics and books in hand because they it can take you back to a time in your life that kind of reminds you of some of the crazy things you did for these particular comics, or just how you felt when you read it. Like when I look at certain scenes, I'm like, oh my god, when I read this was like like another one when Forge decline when he was going to ask Storm to marry him. And he basically turned around and said, you know what? No. I remember buying that comic. I remember how I felt when I read him turn her down and she was left there crying on her knees. And I remember I was so mad. I couldn't even, I was in class and my teacher recognized I was mad. So, you know, it's just like, to answer the question, I think it's better to have a physical book because it just gives you so many memories that you couldn't get if you look at it from an iPad. Right. Yeah, I prefer physical books than, you know, apps on the phones or, you know, signing in on somebody's website because, first of all, you got that new book smell. Yeah. And you always have, like, a a physical copy. That's why I like, I prefer physical copies of games, too, Mm -hmm. rather than a digital version. Yeah. I mean, sure, the digital versions are handy and accessible and all that but there's something about an actual physical copy that doesn't get old yeah all right right i don't know i mean i don't know what else to really say about it it's just more of you know comics is the stories you know you look back and Especially comics has been around for over 30 years. The storylines, you'd be like, what were they thinking? What was going on? But it's neat to kind of, you know, look back and and see what was going on throughout the times. Because sometimes they reflect the times. Uh, We've talked about, like, how, you know, if you read Wonder Woman, when, you know, it reflects the times, what was going on in women's lib, as well as what was going on in the country. Um, You Uh know, and it's neat how you look back but when they started the Wonder Woman Foundation in the comics, what that was all about versus what the foundation would mean today. Or if you look back at the X-Men about even the way they dressed, um, you know, punk rock looking versus what's popular now. Um, and also, you know, it's just neat just to see, you know, the again, the writing styles, but also the art. And how the art would kind of transcend different things as well. So, uh-huh. you know, if you're going to get into it, get into it for the overall experience. Because there's a lot that you experience when you read the comic. Like when you read the Phoenix Saga, it, it the reading it is amazing. It's amazing. To this day, it's still amazing. It's always amazing. I recommend it. One of the greatest love stories of all time. Yes. Wait, have you read the Phoenix Saga? I have not read the Phoenix Saga. Okay, you have to read the Phoenix Saga. I, like, I was trying to get, I guess, one of the trades, is it? Yeah. 
that uh, had like all of the story in one, so I didn't have to keep on looking. But um, I don't know why I'm putting it off. Honestly, I'm like, just go ahead and buy it. Yeah, it's well, it's it's cheap to be honest with you. You can. Yeah. <laughs> I you know one of the many things I want to buy. <laughs> So do we have anything else to say about comics or getting into them and anything like that? No, you know, I just think that, you know, try it out. Again, find stories that you like um, and then see if that's something that you feel like you can really get into. Um, a lot of web comics are really kicking it off, so check it out from there. There's a story for everyone, so, you know, check out web comics, Tumblr, um, individual artists that you see. Indie uh, comics. Yeah, all that good stuff. Especially indie comics, because you don't have to go to the the Marvel or DC to find a story that's right for you. I mean, you can go, there's uh, Lion Forge, there's uh, Valiant, Valiant Comics, there's so many other comic books out there that have stories that pertain to people of color and or queer people. Yeah that you can relate to maybe even more than stories and comics from the big two. Yeah. And also go to the cons um, because that's where you really get to see a lot of where the, the stories are. But also you get to meet the, the artists and the creators and all that stuff. You can hear it from them, why they did it and everything else. That's a good experience too. So, you know, I will say get in, that's how you can get into it. It's kind of, Talk with the creators, talk with the artists, and it can help you kind of understand, you know, where they're coming from and get you all excited about the story, too. Uh Uh-huh. Well, and with that being said, that does bring it close to our show. You can find us on Twitter at Pod. I'm at Porter Pizzazz. Victor's at Wonderman5. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. We're also on Facebook at MegashinePod.com, Instagram at MegashinePod. You can also go to our website at MegashinePod.com and read some articles over there. If you have any comments about the show, questions that you want to ask us on the air, you can send them to Megashine6 at gmail.com. Let's see. Anything else before we get up out of here? No. Um, nope. Just next week's going to be a crazy week. We'll have a uh, we'll talk about Comic-Con, and I will try to post and do as much as I can from the big event. And I'll probably be asleep somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, yeah, I'll have a good one. All right, bye-bye.